Greetings and welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. Why do you guys love Disney today, JD? <laughs> I love it for all the reasons. I love to be able to sit here with my friends and just talk about what's going on. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. I'm putting them on the spot. David, hey, why do you love Disney? That was my answer. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a great answer. Ditto for all of us. We all love Disney. I'm here with my friends, JD and David. And we are excited to be talking all things Disney today, news, Disney Plus, park experiences, maybe even some trivia. Who knows? But we love Disney, <laughs> love talking about it, and we're love, glad you're all here with us. Um, I'm Dustin, and I get, look forward to this every week, guys. And today is no different. There's a lot of Disney news out there. Most of it, I'm, I'm not the most excited about talking about, but, you know, it's all out <laughs> there. It, Disney's everywhere right now. Uh, stock price is the lowest it's been, if you're into that sort of thing, in quite a while since like mid-pandemic or since Disney Plus was just blowing out their numbers. Um, but maybe it's a buying opportunity, JD. What do you think? You buying stock today? That's true. You know, Disney's a little too high of a stock for me with my budget, but <laughs> definitely going to rise you know, shortly soon. I assume <laughs> you can buy you can buy a fraction of a share on Robinhood. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. I, I'm all about it. I, I do watch it. But I'm looking – actually, what I'm looking at right now is Twitter. When I see my man Elon Musk with the buyout, I actually was watching that about a week ago when rumors were going on. And it, it I don't know if you guys were watching it yesterday, but it's going up pretty well. So it'll be interesting to see how Elon Musk does with Twitter. Are you So you're on board with that. You think that's a great idea? You know – I really, I think it's interesting. I think Elon Musk is just so unpredictable. Um, but I've seen what he has done with Tesla. And uh, so many people said Tesla wasn't going to work out. So if he has a vision for, for Twitter and what it can be when it, it already is the monster that it is, I'm excited to see what he can do with it. All right, here's a hot take. Dude, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I've been following this closely too. And, I, and there are two camps. There are, well, maybe three camps. There are Elon fanboys. There are Elon haters. <laughs> and that's and right. then there's people who are like, who? Right? We should, <laughs> yeah. we should, I think this is important. Um, like Iron Man, Tony Stark's Iron Man, the Robert Downey Jr. Um, original was based part, partly on Elon Musk. All right. So if you, this is a guy who was an original, um, an original investor in PayPal, made his, most of his first money when PayPal kind of went public yeah. and sold started uh, Tesla, of course, famously, uh, was told by everyone that that will not work. This is never going to work. You're up against too much. And now I think their last quarter, they made $5 billion. They're responsible for 70% of all the electronic vehicles um, sold in the United States last year. And that, that percentage seems to be increasing, even with Ford and General Motors kind of trying to jump into the game now too. And it's less of a car company and more of a technology company that is more in battery technology and, bat and power storage and some things like that, who's revolutionized something and made electric vehicles cool, probably have done more for climate change than any company that's existed. A lot of people talk about it. He's actually done it, right? Then, oh, he gets this fascination with, with rockets and starts this company called SpaceX and completely revitalizes the entire U.S. space program 
with NASA partnerships, and we're now going to space often over and over again because of this guy and his company and his investments and leadership. I think if I'm part of a company like Twitter, and Twitter is the only social media company that I use habitually, like every day, to get all my news, and yeah. some of the problems, famous problems with Twitter are no edit button, bots and spam, and, and just really bad free speech kind of history and how they regulate things. I'm excited when someone this successful with this kind of thing jumps in to take the helm. And if you're a stockholder, he's buying it at $54.20, which is a 20% premium than That's what it was right. trading at, you know, just a couple weeks ago. So I agree. And I know this is a Disney podcast, David, but <laughs> this guy's a visionary. This sure. to me seems like maybe the modern day Walt Disney. You don't like a That's guy who just thing. dreams something so big. Everybody says, you are crazy. And he will stop at nothing to see this vision through and make it happen. What do you think about that, David? Maybe he'll build a theme park. <laughs> or what if he just buys <laughs> Disney? <laughs> well, there you go. I wonder how much, what would be, oh, that would be an interesting, what is Disney's I'll, buyout? I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you let's what the market it. cap is anyway. Yeah, let's see it. Yeah, I mean, another fun fact about Elon Musk is he literally has a cameo in Iron Man 2. So next to to all those big achievements, Iron Man 2 cameo, I don't know which is bigger, but (laughs) (laughs) literally one of the richest men, if not the richest man in the world. Okay, let me tell you. So as of right now, now the stock is down a little bit, right? Okay, yeah. historic 52 week high was 189. We're trading at 117 today. At this stock price right now, its market cap is 211 and a half billion dollars. So it would take wow. uh, one fifth of a trillion dollars to to purchase Disney right now. Okay, now and look at Elon Musk. Look at Elon Musk's net worth. It would take. <laughs> he just bought. So his net worth is 264 billion as of okay. today. He just bought Twitter for around 50 billion. So with the rest of his net worth, he could purchase Disney today. So call him up. Someone call him. <laughs> that that would be in, really interesting, would it not? I don't know. Take it private and just do whatever he wants. That'd be, that'd be a fascinating thing. But I do. I think there is a parallel to the visionaries. There are a few that you know get biographies that change the world and get biographies written about them. Uh, Walt Disney is certainly one, right? Oh, Steve yeah. Jobs would be another one. In that, uh, that recent podcast, How to Take Over the World, that Dave and I have been listening to, they make a lot of parallels between Steve Jobs and, and Walt Disney, just kind of their approach to how they did things. I think Elon is different, definitely a different kind of cat and different values and kind of a different way he approaches things. But just that dreamer that's going to stop, it, it, I'll either do it or I'll die trying, right? right? Yeah. Um, I think that's a... That's a really interesting comparison. Maybe we should do a podcast on Elon versus Walt. Well, that you know, that was definitely as a kid when I first got became fascinated with Disney's life was was spotting that. And it I mean, people have made those comparisons to Jobs and and now Musk. I mean, that's that's definitely a I mean, not taking no for an answer, doing things when everybody says nobody will ever do that. Nobody will go to that. And uh they're proving it again. It's like that's. I mean, and that's really what we need. Uh, I think that's what people, the parks, the parks lovers especially, want somebody that is d- dreaming out of the box for parks. You know, instead of just managing parks. And you know, we, you yeah. want to be inspired, right? It's a whole. It's one thing to tell a story. It's one thing to make a movie. It's one thing to write a book or and be creative and write songs. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the things that move us, right? The things that in, that they are the things that inspire us, right? Right. The things that motivate us to take action. And you know, when you go to a Disney park or 
or just watch a great film or listen to a great piece of music and it moves you to tears. You don't even really know why, you know, and it's just this you're inspired by something. I think that's a that's it's something that Disney has done. The Disney magic, as we call it. Right. right. That just they're known for. And they've done so. I mean, the great. We've we've had great things like uh, guard, uh, Galaxy's Edge. We've had Pandora. We've had uh, over at Universal uh, Harry Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So we've had a lot of great things that are visionary. So I'm not saying that that there aren't those things, but people want to see it consistently and want to feel like it's 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 going to keep just happening. It's always going to happen. It's not going to do this. So. Yeah, and I think, too, people discount that the the Magic Kingdom was originally that. And it was a completely new creation. It wasn't based on, I mean, there were fairy tales, right? But not based on an intellectual property that was already popular. You know, it was frontier, and it was Adventureland, and it was space, and tomorrow, and just inspiration. And we've been, been, as we've done some research on some of this other stuff we're going to talk about with Reedy Creek, I know you and I have been delving deep into the history of kind of Walt, the last few months of his life and kind of his plans for what he wanted to do with with the, the land in Florida that he purchased. Right. And what you, I want to ask you this, what do you think might have happened had he stayed alive for another 10 years? What uh, with Disney there's been Florida, a lot of do you think what we have now people have asked versus that a lot. what it would have been. Well, I mean, he wanted to build he wanted to build Progress City. He wanted to build, you know, a futuristic city. So what a lot of people think he could have done it, but he was the only one. It, it you had to have a visionary like that, because uh, I mean, even even I think even the leadership probably from the from the mid '60s when he's thinking all this up to the early '70s already are seeing a shift in the way things are done. Maybe they already knew like how are we going to get everybody to give their best ideas. I think Disney would have had to have create been creating those ideas. Disney would have had to have been Disney and Apple and all the other tech companies all in one, probably for it to really happen. Don't you think? Like, I mean, to really pull that yeah. off. I think they would have had the they would have had to have been the technology company creating the future, not relying on other people's and so I don't know that they were there yet. That's probably where Disney could have gotten them to that point. Um, even just and it even, takes a once a lifetime leader to pull something like that even, off, right? Even just in the, with the stuff we've been talking about, Reedy Creek, uh, and going back and thinking again and hearing again about how I mean, their first task was they had to figure out how to make that swamp usable. I mean, and and what are you going to? And the first the first thing with Reedy Creek was he goes and finds the guy that helped build the Panama Canal. I mean, that's the guy he brings in to go, how are we going to reroute all this water? I mean, he knew how to go get the best people and bring them oh, in. And then he tells them, well, we can't make it like straight like the Panama Canal. Yeah. We need this to look like rivers. Yeah, it's got to look, look like like natural. Yeah, it's got to cool look great. Beautiful. Yeah, so that was really interesting. So, yeah, he was a visionary in every little thing they did. And, uh, yeah. Well, visionaries attract other visionaries. Like you said, that that's a great example of that story of Walt taking the guy that built the Panama Canal and saying, hey, let's imagine this. Let's take it up a notch. And right. to anybody who's a creative or if you can inspire the best and the most talented, then then you're on to something. And right. Walt was a person that could obviously do that. And when he died, I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, we – we're left with the what ifs, what could have happened, right? You know, um, well, and when he and when he died, I mean, they had he was really more excited about the the ski resort 
at the time because he's done Disney World. I mean, he's done Disneyland. So Disney World, I mean, he's he's more excited about Epcot and and this ski resort because um, it, it was going to be uh, – the, the Country Bear uh, Jamboree was originally created to be a part of this ski resort. You had all the skiing and shopping and restaurants and this attraction called Country Bear Jamboree. And, uh, you know, when he dies – you know, then the company's trying to figure out: Are we going to do any of this? Because I mean, immediately they don't they don't know what to do without him. And and one of the things I read, read this week was that you know after he dies, Roy Roy pulls back because Roy's mourning the loss of his brother. So Florida starts getting nervous that this thing's not going to happen. <laughs> so it was a you very know, you, interesting. You time. could actually say it. Ha- it seemed to me, and I, I'm not a historian on this at all. Me neither, but, but it's been fun to it's read. Sort of what I'm the impression I get is like it hung on a thread the whole project. Yeah, like Walt's gone. What is the scope of this thing going to be? Are we just sell the land for profit, which would have made us a ton of money? Do we just scrap all this and move on to something else? The idea that, that I think it's pretty pretty amazing that they went forward, that it actually happened, and it is what it is today. Right. Well, and see, Roy was going to retire, and so after Walt. After Walt passes, he, he, I guess he takes that time off, and then he comes. When he comes back in, he's like, "This was his dream, and I'm going to build it." And I mean, it's like the last thing he does. By the time he gets the park built, within a couple of months, he passes away. So, but it, yeah, it's, it was again amazing leadership that he stepped in, and I always love that quote uh, where his son Roy Disney said. He, he's I think it's in the imagination story where he he comes and meets with the staff and says thank you for these last few years that my dad got to be a part of the creative because he's always been you know he was always on the on the financial side and it was those last few years he was in the middle of everything and so uh, yeah great visionary leaders well, I mean they do inspire people and they attract you know everybody everybody's not a leader but a lot of people have incredible talents and they want to be a part of that kind of energy where you're 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 giving your gifts to in a, in a situation where everybody's pulling together to make something incredible. Well, I think uh, JD just responded to and he brought up he brought up Elon and you could just see him kind of light up at the, you know my man Elon's how we called him right and mm-hmm. just bought <laughs> Twitter and it, you, he's you're you, I would say you're probably a fan of Elon right? JD? Yeah, I mean I, I would just say I'm a fan of anybody who goes against that norm of. You know, everybody says you got to do this. Everybody says you can't do this. And Elon's just kind of like, I don't care what you say. I think this would be really cool. I'm going to do it. Which, I mean, David, he did that with yeah. PayPal. You talked about his earlier experience. He did that with PayPal. Nobody, or, uh, yeah, just his early ventures, his early uh, business ventures. And he's still doing it today instead of just, you know, stepping aside. And, David, would you say, does that sound like what you would have said at his age about Walt Disney? Oh, Yeah. Are those some of the same things that attracted oh, you to def- Walt Disney? Definitely. I mean, I first, I think I mean, my first, yeah. like, I was probably around fifth or sixth grade, and I read like the first biography, like out of the school library for something, and you know, started just my mind started going. I'd never thought about like how did all this come to, you know, come to be, and a lot. It's like a lot of people don't realize that Walt Disney was even actually a person. I mean, they just think of it as a company, and. uh so, you know, back back then when I was in middle school, you know, everybody was very aware that it was a real person. But, uh, you know, it was always reading like where did I mean, even like story of Apple and like 
we wouldn't have this kind of thing like 10 years ago. It's just, it's mind boggling when somebody gets- He held up an iPhone yeah, for those Yeah, listening. I held up an iPhone. <laughs> if you, I mean, when you create something that just outlives you and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it's, it's amazing. That's, that's, those are, those are those kind of stories that, you know, we like to even see in the movies, just people doing, um, you know, miraculous things that nobody thought you could do. Yeah. And, and for Elon Musk, I would say just growing up as a business student, um, you know, teenager now in college, um, when I watch Elon Musk, it's almost more, I don't know if I really say admiration as just fun to watch. I mean, you saw with, with cryptocurrency and we keep going back to business in this podcast, which is funny. Um, but with, he had the doge coin with cryptocurrency where he said doge to the moon and everybody bought doge coin and a lot of people got rich and then a lot of people lost money and just these little, like you talk about Twitter, he would tweet things, people would analyze it and, and buy stocks and buy cryptocurrencies and just do all these things. And, um, and again, when you look at the stock market, how before really, uh, this generation, it's always been such a serious thing that nobody could touch uh, except the financial literate and the really smart people. And now it's become this platform where anybody can make money in the stock market. Um, so it's just been fun to watch. Uh, again, I really don't know Elon Musk that well to say he's like a role model in my life. Uh, but just, again, fun to see someone with, with a vision and also have the resources to back it up. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I, I love that. And also, I think it's uniquely American. Um, all of the Walt Disney, the, the the environment to where a Walt Disney can can thrive, can do that, um, or a Steve Jobs or an Elon Musk. There's not many places or times in the world where that was really possible, unless you had like an army. And even mm. then, it was a different kind of thing, right? Where you could just you were free to create and 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 dream and do something huge. And, you know, um, I think that, um, that it, it is something to be said that, you know, freedom and the, what you just described would be kind of the democratization of, of all of these platforms, like the ability to invest in stocks that what PayPal was, was the ability for, to, for small everyday people to make small, tiny transactions more easily without needing, yeah. you know, right. inter bank intermediaries and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, Tesla for the first time we could, you know, afford to buy an electric car that's actually worth its salt, right? Um, uh, Disney, it, I mean, to dream and to create and for everything, you know, from the Imagineers to a place to just a land to escape to the movies and the storytelling and the, the um, that's what it was about. And and it's, it's you could chase your passions, whether that's music or whatever. And I think that it's, it's, it's really, really telling. Well, guys, well, guys that, like uh, these, guys like these seem to also, they're never they're never comfortable staying with one thing. You know, it's like, mm. you he, does he create, I mean, he starts an animation company, then he starts a live action movie company, then he's, then he starts looking at parks. Then he, I mean, he's just constantly going, I've done that. I've done that. I've, I don't do sequels. I move on to the next thing. And, uh, you know, you, you invest your money in one way, then you start Tesla, then you do SpaceX, then you buy Twitter. It just seems that, <laughs> you just keep moving on to the next thing and you don't just continue perfecting one thing. You, you, you try something new and that's, that's, that is an exciting thing to watch. Whether, whether, whether I mean, we don't know the, those guys individually and we've, I've not worked for them, but you know, it's still fun to watch what they come up with and what they create. 
Yeah, sometimes you know? I, it's very well documented. It's not fun to work for those guys. Yeah. Um, almost across yeah. the board. You know, it can be awesome and it can be difficult too. I think it totally but, depends um, on your personality and whether you're a match for that personality. I yeah. think you're right. There's a lot of wisdom there. Um, more Disney news, and maybe I'll just kind of start with this because this is something Walt would not be happy with. But there's been a lot of uh, of rides that are just breaking down. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you saw that coming or not, but uh, but yeah, like uh, Rise of Resistance, Tower of Terror. Um, it seems like recently in the news, it, it, I say Disney news. It's not in the news. It's not like New York Times headlines. But like a lot of these rides are, are breaking down. Um, is there is there a big issue going on here, or is it nature of, of what do you think it is, David? I know you you brought this up earlier. I, I, I don't really know. I just saw several uh, several different fan sites talking about it, and uh, Walt Disney News Today posted about it again this morning. And so uh, it it is it is interesting when you when you're again you got crowds like that and. And you go, I just, I listened to another uh, podcast the other day where the guy was talking about being down there and they had a great trip, but talked about a lot of things they didn't get to do because the, the, either the attractions were broken down or they were shut down for four or five hours. And by the time they got back over there, they had missed their, they missed their uh, lightning lane or things like that. And they never got to do some things that they wanted to do. So uh, that's definitely the, the, one of the hardest things to navigate when you go down there is the is breakdowns and and definitely well, the last thing you want to see happen when you're paying that much money <laughs> yeah without a doubt yeah um have you been recently experienced any of that jd while you were in the parks well you know i, I didn't experience that as much when me and mckay went but i do remember when me and dad took our trip um, and when, you know, dad's there or when you're there with people who don't get to go there as often, there is that pressure of, oh my gosh, Tower of Terror has been down all day. I don't know when we're going to be able to all ride this together. You know, it's like that, like dad just said, you're spending a lot of money and it's a huge commitment to get out there if you're not from Florida. Um, so I do remember, I just feel like with the big crowds, I don't know if that's a usual thing with big crowds, the, the rides just get, you know, overdone and they just can't you know, keep up with the demand or what it is, or I know, um, Expedition Everest, um, and Animal Kingdom, they just got out of a, re like a three or four month refurbishment. Um, so maybe some of the rides, uh, are, are in need of a, a refurbishment. Um, or maybe there's so. a stomach bug going around. People are just puking on them. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> you know, people keep puking. They got to clean those things up. I always wonder what's the protocol for that. Like, how long does that shut down a ride? If somebody like pukes on a ride, like, is it shut down? Is it twenty minutes? Is it an hour? Like, what are the? You know, what? I, I don't want to be on that next. I don't want to be on that next car. That's for sure. You know what? And that's for, that's for real. That's actually something. In all the videos and things I've watched, I've never seen anybody tell that story. And the only ride that we need to, the only ride that has a. Uh, a sick bag is Mission Space, and they actually do because it spins you, and a lot of people get sick on mm -hmm. it. But I don't. I've never even heard of anybody having to use the sick bag. It's just like you get off and you basically lay down for an hour because you feel so bad. But uh, the uh, I've never heard of that happening. I don't know how often well, you people know actually, it does. Probably like, even even if it's not the ride that makes you sick, just somebody could be sick. Yeah, I'm sure. And then I'm they're on the ride, and I'm sure triggers it. I'm sure it shuts things down for a while. We need to research this. We need to get some Disney employees on that. I'm very curious about, maybe too curious about this, but uh, 
but but yeah, they, that that's all that. Which which brings us the biggest Disney news is this still this um this fight between um or see it seems like a fight between the Florida state government and uh, and Disney. And uh, that's continuing and ongoing. But I think I, I, you know, I've heard a lot about this. I've listened to a couple of um, uh, opinions on podcasts and I've read some stuff in the news. And it seems the initial like stuff on this, maybe even the initial kind of um, we, we mentioned it in the last podcast, the initial kind of conventional wisdom was the government is shutting down this special thing. And Disney's getting getting it stuck to them. And this is going to cause Disney so many problems. Um, but in the aftermath of looking at what this is actually happening, um, it seems as if maybe this is going to be way worse for like taxpayers in Orange and Osceola County than it actually is for Disney. Um, what have you guys read and saw on that? That's what I. Yeah. That's what it seems like uh, to me. I'm, I'm. I'm not. It's. It's looking like it's going to be the taxpayers that uh, take the brunt of this decision. So I'm not sure it's going to happen. Most. It sounds like most. I mean, I've heard podcasts say it's happening, and then some say this will never happen. So we'll see. I, I think we've got a a few more uh, months to see how it all play out. Yeah. I think that's a great point. JD, did you have something to add to that? Yeah, no, I was just going to totally agree. I, 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 I'm always fascinated when uh, all these Disney accounts make posts about it. And then I look at the comments, see just what the average Disney fan is saying. And it's all taxes, taxes, taxes. It's going to, it's going to hurt the Florida resident more than it's going to help anything. So that really just raises more questions. And I feel like no one's really 100% sure what it's going to look like if it all does pass. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's amazing. It's like watching politicians do something that they don't know the ramifications of. And this happens <laughs> all the time. They don't read the bills. Yeah. They just do stuff for to make points and score points. And this happens on right and left issues all the time. And it's a little frustrating that, man, it'd be nice if a politician would read a bill on how this affects people before they pass it. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not I mean, sure that the, that the point wasn't to – make it seems like the the one of the points was to get disney to be quiet that just what it, it's like you know and maybe that was their purpose and because disney kind of got quiet after that they've really not talked about uh the, there's not been a real response so maybe that was just their goal for the minute and you know we'll see what happens down the road but i i don't i don't ex, i just don't expect it to go through for some reason do you find do you find it troubling? I'm going to ask you that in a second. Do you find it troubling that? Um, let me ask you this: Do you find it troubling <laughs> that Disney weighed in on that that issue to begin with? Does that bother you at all? That Chapek made a statement about the bill we're talking about is the original one. Um, the I guess it had to do with teaching sexuality to kids in Florida schools or something like that. Um, there's two like titles for the bill that aren't official titles that I think are politically misleading. So I'm not even going to title it, but the bill, well, let's call it the bill, right? Do, do you have an issue with Disney saying something about it to begin with? Um, I think it would, that's a, that's a, I'm not sure how to respond to the way you, where you even, were worded that, but given the, all the hindsight, even I, like, I think you think it was wise for them. I think that regardless of what he said, he was going to offend somebody. I think that's that's where we live. Everything is political. So I'm not sure what he could have said. So I think companies have to figure out how to um, how to walk through those political 
waters, was that the right word? <laughs> Swim through those political waters with, without that kind of backlash. I don't know. I don't know what, I just don't, nobody else, what other company uh, has all that going on around this bill right now? Besides a, a lot of them, um, well, Spotify is a good one. Well, yeah, I'm just to, I'm talking um, about this one particular bill. Did Spotify bring up this oh, bill? No, not this bill. I mean, I know this is a uniquely Florida thing. Yeah, but there are a lot of companies in Florida. There are a lot of business in Florida. Universal's, yeah, Universal's not in what, the middle of this. That's exactly right. So, it's interesting. I mean, like, what? Ha- why? I think why? Why? Why did this blow up like this? I don't know. My understanding is Disney employees pressured their own company to stand up and say something well, definitely about it. definitely but um, there are a lot of creative companies with with diverse uh employee employees but we don't we didn't see that across the board in all the entertainment and that's a great point amusement why but just in one area so i don't know i don't know i it just if you think it still felt like a lot of flexing it felt like a lot of personality clashes and so we'll see. I mean, I don't, again, I don't, it doesn't seem like it can happen considering the, the ramifications on the taxpayers. And I can't imagine any of those senators could ever get reelected if property taxes go up <laughs> quite like they're going to go up if that happens. So I don't know. I don't know. Mm. It seems like the, the immediate ramifications are, that Disney gets about a $200 million a year tax break because all of the, the services that they tax themselves to provide their own fire and sewage, all of that now gets absorbed and provided by the counties, right? So that's $160, $170 million worth of services that they now get for free, right? Mm-hmm. And then a billion dollars worth of bond debt that they also have to absorb. I mean, financially, Disney might come out better. It's really wild. It's really weird to me. Um, I, and I agree with you. Did you. Let me ask you this. Do you have, does it bother you or concern you that a government would, and they have stated explicitly that they are doing this to send Disney a message. There's no like if, ands, or buts like speculating. They have said as much that we are going to show Disney who is boss in our state and we're not going to take those California liberal values here. And so here comes this legislation at you. Does, does that bother you at all? <laughs> Is that what to be again? A company makes a <laughs> yeah. Well, does 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 a company a, a company or anybody voices a political opinion and then gets targeted by a government in retaliation for the opinion? By the way, the opinion didn't even make a difference in the end because the bill passed. Yeah, I just feel like. It's it's all sad right now that it that everything's like this, and it's and it it could happen both ways. In this case, it's it's one type of government and one type of company. It could flip and be the other way because we've seen it with other with other on the other side of the spectrum uh, as well. So with companies having opinions that somebody disagrees with, and so the the company gets targeted. So I, I just. I mean, Disney's a big company. It has a huge fan base with lots of different opinions. There's, they can't cater. I don't think you can cater to one opinion and one clientele. It's just too big. It's too many thoughts and lifestyles and 
I mean, how, you, you can't cater just to one crowd. We all got to know that there are going to be some things directed to, the, to this group and some movies are going to be made for this. And that's just the way it is. Music's the same way. There's, there's lots of different things in the world. You can, so, you can listen to the, what's, what you enjoy and you don't have to support yeah. the things that you, you don't agree sure. with. But you can't, you can't expect a company to, say, to do everything just the way you like it. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, like I go to Whole Foods and I don't I don't agree necessarily with everything they stand for. I go to Starbucks. I go to um, I, sometimes I'll eat Ben and Jerry's ice cream and I disagree with them a ton right. on some of the things that they've publicly said. Right. Um, but also go to Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby. And I don't really honestly, I don't think through the political leanings of companies when I go use their products very much at all. And I don't think most normal people do right. either, but which is, but, I think, the most concerning part about this whole thing. But that's, that's, the, that's where we are, that on, there are on either side of, the, of that spectrum, there are groups over here that think, that think about those things all the time. And they're very militant, either conservatively or liberally, they're very militant about who they support and what they want support. And they're thinking about that stuff all the time. And well, maybe now that Elon owns Twitter, he can help us out with this. Just kind of get that. Out. <laughs> maybe <laughs> so. Maybe somebody can. We definitely need somebody to because. Uh, All right. It, yeah, we, yeah. Well, let me ask you just uh, yes or no. Do you think that two years from now, Reedy Creek um, will the development company, that, that whole special designation, will it still exist or is it going away? Well, I don't. What is your bet? Just from what I'm reading, it sounds like it won't go away. That it it has to stay there. Yeah, JD, what do you think? I mean, I, I'm just after listening to you guys. I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine it going away. Like just like you guys yeah. are saying. I mean, if it's going to make everybody upset and it's just become a political, you know, argument. I, I mean, I don't see the positive of it. I think either courts will strike it down or once the election's over this year that all the politicians that are going to probably, like David said, lose their seats are going to be like, oh, you know, let's back off this a little bit. And there's that's there's precedent for that, too, even with DeSantis. Right. But, they've passed things before that were they famously just backed off and you never heard about them again after an election. Did you ever see? I haven't seen it. That's why I said that earlier. But have you seen anything in the news in the news of what Disney's response to this this decision was? So I, I haven't seen anything about this the the Reedy Creek stuff right. yet at all. I haven't. And I think either. they're being very careful because that's why I said this could another. That's why I said another I, another. Go ahead, I was going to say that's why I said I think it there that was one of the goals. Was just well the other thing too is now it's it's it could be litigated too like this could end up in the Florida Supreme Court uh, you know because it's a you know could be a free a corporate free speech case there's been other ones just like it and i think it's smart for disney not to say anything right, right? As, um, you would think they would eventually to shareholders have to say something about they're taking away the status what does this mean for our bottom line right right um, they're they're they have an obligation to say something as we get closer to Legally. elections we'll probably hear more you know yeah so. You're probably right, but I'll tell you what: if my property taxes were going up 25 percent because of some, so somebody could prove a point, I'd be pretty upset about that myself. <laughs> but that's just me. That's my two cents. Yeah, I just, but again, I totally. Yeah, I don't even disagree with like the premise of the overall law. Like, I, I'm a family guy. I work at. A, I'm a Christian. Like, there's lots of things that my values are are a little bit probably more conservative than than you know average people. But at the same time, like, I'm not. 
free speech is a big deal. I don't want the government targeting me if I say something that that they don't agree with. That just it's kind of frightening to me. Right. Yeah. Free free speech and choice. I think choice is a great thing that we have in America. Of if you don't like what this company stands for, then you don't have to buy their product or you don't have to go to their park or watch their movie. Um, but I mean, all I have to say is, wow, wow. Yeah. Look at all of this craziness when. This company that their mission is all about creating things to entertain, to inspire. And we're and we have a Disney podcast and we're just in awe of all of the crazy leaders <laughs> and how they're arguing. And it's just like, how did it come to all of this? I'm ready for another inspiring leader myself. But um <laughs> Hey, I, yeah. I, I will say yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, David. No, I kinda lost my I kinda lost my idea right there at the last, but I was just gonna say, uh well go ahead. I, I lost my thought. You have to cut that out. <laughs> Now, I was going to transition. I was just going to transition us away from it a little bit. I'm not sure there's a lot more we could say about this. But one of the good things is, as I've, I've kind of got a little fascinated with this this issue, you know, I dug into, you know, I've always, we always known about Reedy Creek and Disney special status, right? But I've not known much about it other than like it exists. Like I've always thought it was like a neat thing to tell people at like, um, Hey, did you know that Disney has its own fire department, that it has its own, you know, and now every, it, it, we all knew that, but what are the implications? How did it start? And but I think both of us have dug into that a little bit and we'll plug, I think, uh, I think the, the Disney dish podcast, the guy over there has been doing a, a multi-part series on how that was created in the history of that. It's been very good. And also there's some, just some stuff on some Wikipedia and some Disney Disney wiki fan pages that talk about it and why. And as you get into that, some of the stuff we talked about, about how all of this hinged and, and, and was created really um, more was Florida, as much Florida's idea as it was Disney's, mm-hmm. right? To kind of streamline the process and entice them to come in. And I don't think anyone would debate that Disney being in Florida has been incredible for Florida, like game changing for Florida oh, for yeah. the last 50 years or 40, however long it's 50, yeah, 50 years now, right? Um, and so, like, the, the, I don't know. I, I'm not comfortable with any of We're going to teach them a lesson here. I'm not, that's just, I don't like that vibe anyway, in general, with people. So we'll see. And, and, um, and again, like, the other thing, just to take a one, Disney and Florida in particular were, in my mind, such a great example of navigating through the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. It, there were so many wins that the Florida government and Disney together sort of like, accomplished and now it's sort of like wait a second guys come on let's y'all were winning y'all won the pandemic right and now and, we're gonna fight over this and I, I got my thought back i know what i was gonna say and it's and it applies, it's that that what we love about disney is that we we i focus on what i love i mean that's why we called this podcast why i love disney it's we focus on the good and we and 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 there are a lot of people that just always want to focus on the bad they always want to focus on the tension. They always want to focus on what they don't like. And if you do that in life, that's just a that's a that's a pretty miserable way to go. I mean, it's to always be looking out for what's wrong and what's not good. There's so much good that you can focus on. And that's that's why that's the part of Disney that I love. I love focusing on the things. And I don't I, I mean, there's a lot of Disney that I love that other people might not care a thing about. But you know, it's, we all have that. That you can find that spot within within this organization of things that you love and things that you can celebrate. So we're just in a we're in a crazy place right now where where it's it's like 
with Twitter, it's like the 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 opinions have just gone a little berserk, and it's just creating a lot of discomfort for everybody. And so, just got to write it out. I just saw that article. I read read you guys an article earlier that was one of the old Disney execs said, "Just give it some time. It'll." Disney will find its way. It'll, it'll, in a couple of years, all this will fade away. So I hope that's true. <laughs> hope yeah, that's my, true. my, my opinion, I think, I think Chapek probably did not handle it perfectly at, to put it generously. Um, and I hope that this is a good lesson for him and, and just leaders in general, like you can weigh into this or not. And there's different ways you could do this. And I don't know all the dynamics at play, but it, it will be interesting to see how it goes from here. But one thing I do know that we can, that we love and we could talk about is Moon Knight and the stuff going on Disney Plus. Yeah. I know JD is not, we can't spoil it for JD, yeah. but I know David yeah. and I are both caught up. Um, I'll just ask you so we don't spoil anything. Have you been taken by surprise by anything, David? Several things. Are you talking about the very end of the fourth episode? <laughs> I, well, all of there's a lot there. Yeah, that was specific. That thing, that thing we can't say. You know the thing. Well, yeah, it's, it's probably good like, not to spoil well, it for all of our listeners. Yeah, I, I haven't what? read into what I, I kind of had in my opinion of what that that cliffhanger there at the end of the fourth episode was. But like I was talking to a couple of people, and they were like, "What in the world?" Like they didn't know what. Yeah, they had no clue what that was. And to me, I knew it was something. I, I was assuming it was something with Egyptian. Mythology. That's not a spoiler. I mean, that that's. Am, am, am I right on that? There, I don't know. Okay, I, I, it definitely takes some left turns, yeah. and and it, what I love about it is unlike Wandavision, which be, started out so uh, um, vague and foggy, and just got clearer with every episode a little bit. You got another clue. Mm-hmm. This one seems to be just spiraling. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like you think you know what's happening, and then they pull out the rug out from under you a little bit. Right. And, and it takes a, a second watch and some thought to kind of figure it out, which I love. It's the lost thing again. Right. You know? I, the, the, I, and, J.D., you're through the third episode, right? Yeah, which I'm happy I didn't watch the fourth episode. If there's a cliffhanger, because that means tomorrow I can watch them both, and it will be <laughs> there perfect. You go. But there was there was one thing I don't know if you caught, and I don't know that I might be reading something to this. I don't mean this to be so. If you're, if I don't want this to be a spoiler for anybody, but because I got I got I got a big spoiler the other day in another podcast that I've avoided like crazy, and somebody said something I didn't expect. But uh, that scene where in the third episode where they they where Mark and Stephen switched places, and Mark goes, Stephen, what did you do? And he goes, I didn't do that. So I started going, I think there's somebody else. Have you guys picked up on that yet, that maybe there's oh another gosh. person? No. There's not just Mark yeah. and Stephen. Yeah. So I couldn't figure out if it was, is it Khonshu? Khonshu? Yeah. Can Khonshu yeah. step in and take control? Or well, I don't. I can't remember what happened in four and three, so I'm scared to say a couple little <laughs> plot points here for JD. Okay, well um, we'll have to JD wait. JD kid caught up. We, <laughs> well, uh, there's only like two more episodes, well, yeah. right? Five and six, isn't that? Yeah, the, I think so. But We're I did, almost done. Then we'll, then we'll unpack the whole. I thing. did see. Uh, uh, I didn't read the article, but I saw a headline that said the last two episodes are going to leave your, you know, leave you like one, you know, pooping yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> I knew you weren't. That's why I said it. 
<laughs> well, do you guys? I'll, I'm curious. What do you guys? Okay, so overall, I mean, when you go away from the details, what are y'all's overall thoughts? Do you guys like Oscar Isaac? Like, what are your like? Are there any, any critic? I haven't heard any like critical points. Seems like everybody really is enjoying this show. Okay, I will say I do have the only. I want to give you. You want some negative, right? Um, and this is kind of. It's not negative. Like I'm like date. Like I like the whole thing. Mm. It is a it is a tad confusing. Now, I think once we get the entire thing and you rewatch it, the confusing part is what is going to be attractive, and it's sort of what attracts me. But this last episode, episode four, was the first one where I'm, I'm watching with my kids and my family, and they were all hiding their hiding. You know, they were all you know putting blankets over their heads. Yeah, it was a mm. little bit like intense. Yeah, wow. you know what I mean. Um, and it was even for me. I was I didn't expect it to go that far. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it's okay. so. Um, I, well, I, I don't want to say horror movie, but it touches there, right? Would you say that's right? Well, yeah, because I mean, we're, we're in Mummy Land. I mean, we're, we're in tombs, yeah. and we're in. It's getting. It's it's a little Indiana Jones, a little bit Mummy. It's a little bit supernatural, and very, yeah, and, it's and some scary Egyptian, uh, you know, Khonshu. I mean, it's kind of. A, I mean, if I was a, a, an elementary age, I mean, that that's pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so that's the only thing. And again, that's not that's not really a criticism. It's age it's marked appropriately, and I'm just the terrible parent who lets their kids <laughs> watch it. So, um, but it, again, I, I, but I love Oscar. I think mm-hmm. the acting has been fantastic, and this is yeah. an incredibly challenging role too. Oh, yeah, because, you know he's playing multiple multiples of himself. It's just amazing to watch. He's it really yeah. is. he's had uh, he's definitely he's got two accents. But then he's got. Sometimes Khonshu speaks through him, and so he's got that voice. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing, and he going back and forth. It's pretty pretty fun to watch. Yeah, which is which is his Absolutely. real accent? Is he really is he really British? No, he's. He, I don't think so. He's no, he's um, he's a he's uh, I think he might be Cuban. He's not British. I mean, there's so many there are so many actors that are British that do more American accents than they actually do British accents. He's from Guatemala. That's Guatemala, a, I mean that's that that accent, that British accent is amazing. That's that's pretty. Yep. That's Miami Dade College and Juilliard. He went to Juilliard. Did you know that? I didn't. Wow. But that that I give well, him. I really kind of thought he's got to be British, and so many British people can do great American accents, and so I thought that he probably has that. But that's an incredible accent. If that's just for the record, I didn't know about Juilliard either. I just Googled it. So <laughs> I didn't want to come across like, Hey, did John, I, did y'all know he went to Juilliard? I just <laughs> anyway, the Google machine and that, that popped out. Actually that I'm, um, I'm even but more I agree. impressed. It's incredible. That, that's he's really doing a great job. If that's, but Ethan Hawke too, man, like, um, mm-hmm. all the acting in it is really, really good. That dude's creepy as all get out in the show and, and, uh, makes a great cult leader. And I, I yeah. love it. I love it. And then it, yeah. it, it, well, it, it's very interesting. It's all about judgment. <laughs> the whole thing is about judgment, <laughs> judging people and to be judged before you do something wrong or to be judged uh, after you've done something wrong. We have two gods that can't even decide on how you should be judged. So interesting concept. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Have you ever watched anything else on Disney Plus? Anything else get your attention or anything you're excited about watching here that just came out? So it's been finals week. I've got literally finals next week. So I've been locking down. (laughs) No, I've been. I so what I have been doing is I've been putting what if on the in the background, 
just because I like when I'm studying, if I'm writing a paper or something, I like to sometimes have some noise going on. Uh, so it's been fun watching that. Um, me and McKay, McKay's family's in town. We went and saw um, Fantastic Beasts, uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, yeah. So got to see that. Probably wasn't going to be able to see that unless we went and saw that with her family. So that was fun. Um, but besides that, not a, a lot of Disney Plus. David, have you seen anything? Or I haven't. Anything I haven't. What about you? Have you, have you been watching anything new? Uh, we, my, my oldest son and I finished season two of Daredevil and are now a couple episodes into season three. And I'd forgotten, David, you're right. Like there's a it, season three starts and you're like, what did I miss? Oh, and yeah. I forgot about that. So we, but we just sort of, I explained, you know, we just sort of went on. Like we're not going to go. I'm too nervous about the other Netflix shows for him to watch right now to, to navigate that. But, um, but we, uh, but we, yeah, we finished that. Still loving Daredevil. Um, there's another show my kids are watching that I watched a few episodes of last night called I think it's Once. Um, but the end, I didn't know it first because the end is made with two ele- eleven, like two ones, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a soccer show. Like it's about kids, uh, teenagers that go to this um, prep academy and and they play soccer. And I guess there's girls there too that are volleyball players. So it's like a um, prep school for sports, and it mm-hmm. takes place in Europe. And it actually was made over there because English is not the original language. It's overdubbed in English, you know, kind of like some of those Netflix shows. So it's a little funny. It's kind of like doesn't quite fit. And they're using phrases that are like, well, that's a weird way to say that. And uh, but we've watched a little bit. It's about a kid, you know, the normal uh, sports movie where you got the the guy on the team that's kind of a jerk. And you got the new guy who nobody likes. But then he finds his way and he's really good. And everybody likes him more than the other guy. And then the girl issues, you know, that kind of stuff. It's very Disney Channel. Um, you know, teen drama kind of thing all around soccer, but my kids are enjoying it and I found myself kind of, kind of uh, getting wrapped up in it too. So that's something new and that's newly added as well. Okay. Like it's not been on this service very long. I don't know if I'd recommend, like, I don't know if I'd say you guys have got to watch this. It just doesn't seem like you're, I know JD played soccer. You got, you love soccer. So maybe you have a a tie into it, but it very much is like teen drama kind of, and very like very cartoony Teen drama at that you know it's not mm-hmm. but it's very fr- family friendly so that's we've been watching that a little bit cool that's fun um, hey one thing we haven't talked about that i really want to hear what you guys think is this new the first drop of thor love and thunder have y'all seen that trailer oh that's right yeah we, I, we've all watched that, that trailer right mm-hmm. gosh so cool i'm so excited for it any big takeaways that you guys saw that you're like what well, I'm glad he's getting himself back in shape. That's <laughs> yeah. really cool. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Like they're actually going on with what is your purpose in life now that, you know, all this is over. They've made the the new Asgard and it's kind of, a, it looks like in the trailer, it's become like a tourist trap and, and um, Valkyrie is kind of in charge of it. And you see her in like a business suit sitting in these meetings and she's bored to death. And there's all sorts of interesting stuff like that. And the guardians are of course there, Star-Lord and the guardians characters. He's, you know, kind of, he leaves with them, right? He's been with them quite a bit. And, and um, yeah. And I think the new guardians will probably have reference to that as well. So yeah, there's some, it shows a little bit of the humor. I think that we're going to get to see kind of the, the Ragnarok, those kind of, uniquely Thor moments. And then the big Natalie Portman reveal there at the mm-hmm. end, man. Literally big, big in the arms. Did you see how yeah. jacked she is? <laughs> oh my gosh. She, she is fit for the role. Also, did Lady you guys Thor. see, did you guys Princess see Russell Crowe? Yeah, that's right. Did you guys see Russell Crowe as Zeus? Did you guys see that little snap? 
I didn't. I, I I read that it was him, but I didn't. I didn't see him. I saw him hold the somebody holding yeah. the lightning bolt. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I didn't even know he was in it. So when I saw that, I was like, "What?" Um, no look at Christian Bale though. Did you get no Christian Bale, which was interesting? He's the what? What? He's the god. Uh, he's uh, Gore, the, the 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 god butcher. Okay, now there's rumors that he's going to show up in Moon Knight. Oh, that, that would I've be heard crazy. rumors of that. Like, I don't know. I'm mean, they're completely rumors. Like, it's yeah. not a spoiler. Like, so that's just like there, there's yeah. potential that I, I've read that there, these stories will overlap. So, you know, if, um, if Odin, I mean, all the gods. Thor's a Norse god and Zeus is a Greek god. And you've got and now Moon Knight's all these Egyptian gods. Oh, <laughs> and, and we're all. All the and then you know Elon and Musk then, is an American god, so maybe they could all. <laughs> and then you have Eternals, and the Eternals, yeah, to- totally. I, how they're going to pull this off is going to be pretty fascinating. Yeah, but if we know yeah. anything about Marvel, and we will be disappointed if they don't pull this off very well, with Doctor Strange and the multiverse, and and the new Avengers and the Eternals. And now what we see in, in Moon Knight and what we're about to see in Thor and who knows what the Guardians are about to get into probably has to do with Christian Bell and all that, too. But, it, you know, this is exciting because we're seeing now all the stuff that's kind of setting up for the next next phase of Marvel a little more clearly. Um, let's see. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yep. Yeah. The only other thing I read about about the trailer that I was like, hmm, that's a thinker with Doctor Strange coming out here pretty soon. Um, was that Thor and all of his different outfits and kind of a different personality that those are different Thors from different universes. So like there's going to be Thors from all of the different multiverse come together to defeat Gore. Um, would be would be pretty cool to see like all these different Thors, like different Thor takes, like what ifs put together to fight one bad guy. Be really yeah, that could be. That could be really interesting too. I did like the his his outfit looked way more like the his new outfit looks way more like the comic books, kind of a throwback mm-hmm. kind of look. I really thought that was cool. Too. Yeah, this guy's a long hair back. Yep, mm-hmm. totally. Um, th- and honestly, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't know if it'll show up at, at CinemaCon, um, which is happening right now. And uh, a few exciting things that happened from there. Sony revealed all their Marvel stuff, right? So the new. Um, Across the Spider-Verse, which is the Miles Morales animated, they showed the first 15 minutes, and, like, the reviews are, are just, everybody's going insane over this. Wow. Um, they, they tell you about the, the plot lines. They say that's going to be incredible. Um, they talk about a few of the new um, Sony characters. I think doing a Craven the Hunter movie. Um, I don't know if he's getting his own movie or just a character in there. Um, Venom, they, they snuck that in. There's a new Ghostbusters, too, which I'm excited about, but not Marvel-related. Um, but there's also a rumor, and I pulled this up off the Hollywood Reporter, that tomorrow they're going to be screening Avatar 2 for the first time at this no convention. Wow. So wow. maybe we'll hear next next podcast we'll have some some um some feedback on what some of the stuff we read off of that. I hope it's incredible. <laughs> I hope Me so too. too. It needs to um, it needs to go I, be, it needs to be like go beyond the first. It needs to be I mean, we're so far removed, it seems like. that. that I guess it's only 10 years old. Was that 2011 was Avatar? Why am I thinking that? I'm not sure. That's a great question. Um, 2009. I was close. Mm. I, so, I mean, that's kind of a different time. I mean, like, you know, even if they made that movie again exactly, they would probably make it exactly the same now. So, Well, it is the... 
was the highest grossing movie of all time at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're yeah, still hoping that game. Endgame or the, one of the Star Wars movies can knock it off here pretty <laughs> soon because I'm famously on this podcast on record as saying, although Avatar is a great, beautiful achievement, it, it should not be the highest grossing movie of all time. It's not that good. Yeah. And um, I thought, it's I thought, okay. I thought something so had hoping, passed it. I thought it was two. I thought, okay. I thought that we had decided that a Star Wars had passed it. Well, I'm gonna look now. I'm gonna look no. it up. I think um, if anybody did, it was Endgame, and it took them to re. That might have been. Yeah, it might have been Endgame. In the theaters. Something did. It was close. It was close. No, Avatar is still number one by about, but only by about fifty million dollars. So only by two point wow. two eight four seven billion and <laughs> two dollars and fifty one cents. <laughs> Man, still that much? Fifty million. Yeah, it's only fifty million apart. But I mean, we're talking two point eight four seven billion versus two point seven nine seven billion. Gosh. So, well, you know what I'm saying? That's it's pretty damn close. But, but like, when Avatar two comes out, that will that will there will be a lot of people that will go back and watch Avatar one. So, well, I'm going to go back and watch Endgame. <laughs> try to get it. I'm going to see it a hundred times. And no, any no, I I actually hope that Avatar two is good. Me too. I really do. Um, Although the meme, there's a popular meme, you know how it is. It's like Avatar, nobody. Absolutely nobody. <laughs> James Cameron, let's make Avatar 2. We're making Avatar 2, <laughs> you know, and nobody wanted this. Like, okay, all right, Avatar 2, bring it to us, right? Well, Nobody's super I, excited about I, it, but we're getting it I anyway. I think Disney Parks uh want it because you've got a whole land devoted to it now it's a they've they've they have deemed it a franchise to make movies about so and and they've made it really well like they it's beautiful right? right it's a great park and a great part of that park and kind of the 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 the, the main sec the kind of the, the anchor section i guess of animal kingdom right yes. so um hopefully they can they can capitalize on that for sure you know and you can I, and what i've learned from universal Whatever the highest gross of movies are, they're getting a theme park attraction. <laughs> That's just how it works. So, yep. Just the way of the world now. But, um, but yeah, that's really cool. And, um, hopefully we'll find out more about that. And it's big news, if nothing else, because he put it's a high, high budget movie. And, um, and it's definitely it, what it, it's not Disney that's releasing it, right? It's light, it's Lightstorm Entertainment. Um, so it's not a Disney movie, even, right? How is that? How is that? Didn't Disney buy it? I don't know, man. I'm, what is up. the partnership between James Cameron and... So just a partnership to do it in the parks? Walt Disney. No, it is Walt Disney. I was Disney. thinking it, it has okay. to be. It is. It is now. partnership, right. yeah. But was it, uh, original Avatar was not a Disney no, movie, right? No, no, no. No, no, no. So they bought the property. Yes, yeah. It's so like, I guess it's Harry, like Harry Potter. Studios. Harry Potter is not a Universal movie, right? It's a Warner Brothers movie. But Universal, right. Universal so has the rights to the parks. So it was kind of like that. They got the rights. They got it in the parks, but now they're, they'll press ahead with the new Disney. Gosh, interesting. I'm going to read up more on that. See how that. Oh, what a, what a big out. year, though. I mean that. I mean that is set to come out in December. So what? Just a big year of movies when you have some just monumental Marvel movies with multiverse and. Then you have Avatar two. I mean that and Lightyear. I mean, gosh, mm-hmm. what a good year for me. I'm I'm excited. What a oh, good year for some movies. 
Yeah. Yeah. The last few years during the pandemic, I think they've had like the top of the top 10 highest grossing movies. I think Disney had like eight of them or something like that. Mm. Um, we talked about that. So it, it's really fascinating. You know, m- most of it's superheroes, Marvels and Star Marvel and Star Wars. Right. Right. Yeah. So Avatar is going to make a ton of money. We know that. Yeah. Well, man, it's always fun. I always love this. And unless you guys have something else and you want to talk about or something you've seen, I think we should probably wrap up here. We're now about an hour in. Um, But I I know very soon we have a new game to play. We're going to do that. We'll hold off till next time, maybe. Um, (laughs) But I'd love if you would. And we thank you listeners always for hanging in with us um, for the whole time. But um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can at whyilovedisney.com or on Twitter or, or on Instagram. Um, but we would encourage you to share the episode with somebody if you liked it and to leave us a five-star review. You can do that either on Apple or on Spotify and uh, tell us what you think. We actually might even read yours uh, at, during the next podcast. We'll, we'll see what we can do. And we need to start doing that. I always mean <laughs> to and forget. Like we'll get an email or something. I should read this on the air. And then we get here and I just forget to even go there and do that so we'll have to start reading some of these reviews on the air and um is this this is the air this considered the air since we're recording it like i don't know are we live (laughs) i don't know what the correct terminology we will read it aloud for other people to hear on the podcast (laughs) um in the future and we but do we do appreciate your time and jd and david i always love hanging out with you guys look forward to this every week and can't wait to uh talk more politics with you next week yeah (laughs) sounds great hopefully not at all (laughs) till next time take care thanks guys bye guys bye